Welcome in to Slapshot Radio on Nashville's best sports talk, ESPN 1025 The Game, streaming on the Game Nashville app. Well, 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 the Predators are back home after a big win in Tampa on Saturday night, and we are going to be talking a lot about this. Matter of fact, we're going to be going down on the farm, talking to Aaron Sims from the Milwaukee Admirals, the voice of the Milwaukee Admirals, of course, plus... We're going to break down the week to come because it's Halloween week in Smashville. So, uh, hey, it's all tonight on Slapshot Radio, brought to you by our good friends at Hermitage Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Carter Church from Whitecart Realtors, the Andrews Group, your real estate expert in Murfreesboro. And, of course... The largest wine and spirit store in Middle Tennessee, Cool Springs Wines and Spirits. And our friends at Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries, Nashville. Three locations, independently owned, locally owned, and operated in Middle Tennessee. I'm Paul McCann, our co-host, the former NHL coach and player, Brent Peterson. And, of course, the host of the uh, the Preds Watch Parties, Zach McCann. Coach, how are you today, sir? I'm doing great after a win Saturday night against uh, Tampa in Tampa Bay, which I never thought would happen, but... <laughs> we, we 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 play really well up there, don't we? Uh, it, yeah, I mean, or down that, there, wherever they are. <laughs> was that the fourth? Uh, I think it's the fourth consecutive win in in, in Tampa. In Tampa Bay, yeah. So I mean, it, it, it is interesting to watch. Nice comeback. Uh, you, you look at a you know a grinded out, greasy kind of road win. I mean, no Forsberg, no Duchesne, UC Soros in net, and, and Zach. We were talking about it kind of kind of during our pregame meetings. Um, you know, best defensive effort I think we've seen out of the Nashville Predators this season. Oh, absolutely. I think that is indisputable, no doubt on that. And certainly interesting, you know, you have two high-skill, high-powered offense teams, two backup goaltenders that have been struggling, so you're expecting a big shootout, and that really wasn't the case. This was a game that a year ago the Nashville Predators lose and lose badly because it came down to one thing in particular, special teams, and the power play carried the night for the Nashville Predators and frankly has been all week as the Preds went 3 and 0. So when the Preds go 3 and 0, the power play clicking, obviously things are going but I I and I'm going to be I'm going to be picky now because I saw some things on Saturday night that worried me, quite frankly. Uh and especially on the power play. You have a 4 on 3 in overtime. And and boy, this is picky as all get out especially since Ellis scored right after the power play. But those legs those legs were dead. There was no movement on that power play in overtime at all. It was it was you know it was one one up high, two down low, and, and one sort of kind of in the slot, and nobody moving. Look, we just figured out five on four. Are you really expecting us to have four on three on lock now? I mean, come on. Hey, <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. There was no movement, but that is, four on three is easy to kill because all you do is go is, is, is two guys up and or two one guy up and he just stays in the middle, right? And you get nothing from the middle. You still you still you gotta shoot the puck four on three, and you don't think you don't think you have to. You have to shoot the puck from the point four on three because if you just play one guy up, if they just play one guy up, you gotta go D to D and walk and 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 bring somebody to you and shoot the puck and go through because they're just sitting back. And, they're, and they're, we're not taking any shots. We're trying to go inside the box or inside the triangle, I guess. And it just doesn't work. So four on three is very tough to, very tough to score on. It's, it's easier, easier to defend than you, than, than you really think. It does kind of feel like, especially with this team, this team only scores pretty power play goals. You know, there haven't been a ton of those well, both, greasy get in uh, there kind yeah, of both, ones. Both the other ones. Well, the, mm-hmm. the other night it was John Krog, or it was uh, 
yarn crock shot and it right. hit, hit guy's stick and it went up mm-hmm. in the air and it beat the goalie that way. And then the best play of all is when you go D to D in a one touch pass to the middle mm-hmm. and there's Yossi shooting Just the puck down the middle. Home. And then you got a guy in front. Sort of, get, he wasn't really screaming, but sort of giving him a little bit of trouble to the goalie. But he just hammered it, and that's the way you score goals. You, you go side back to the middle, or you go middle back to the side, and then a touch pass back to the middle that gets the forward out of his lane, mm-hmm. and Yossi shooting right down the middle with a one timer. That's pretty hard to stop. Well, you know the team, and, and again, I'm I'm sitting here playing, you know, ridiculous as far as that goes because you you have to be pleased with the play of this team. I mean, last night, going ahead and and not only winning in overtime. But coming back from being down 2-1, no Forsberg, no Duchesne. And, uh, you know, the, the, the secondary scoring, Zach, is picking up for this team. Yeah, look, uh, Mikhail Granlin, look out, because that second line seems to be a little bit of an injury curse right now. Yeah, really. Um, but honestly, you look at that when you have two of your best, if not the best offensive players, I think that's fair to say, on this I'm team going that. down. And that was a night where you saw the dollar signs on Roman Yossi's contract continue to skyrocket. Because <laughs> they need to get him signed soon before he has a justification for Drew Doughty and Eric Carlson money because wow. it's starting to get to that. His point. agents already told us that he knows he's as good as those guys, and he is good as good. He's as good as anybody in the league. He it's, can, yeah. He goes back. He's escapable with a puck. He makes great plays. He shoots the puck well. He's in on the play on the blue line. He's in on the play when it's coming down the rush. He's just a great all around defenseman, and we have him, and we better keep him. We better keep him for sure. Well, you got to think. You know, at, at some point. You know, it, it, I can only imagine putting myself in David Poyle's shoes right now going, yes, he scored. Oh, geez, here we go. You know, I mean. You, no, you, I, I don't think David really he's, worries. He, he's really, mm-hmm. he, he wants the players to make good money. Yeah. He wants them because they do a good job, but you still have to win. You have to win if you sign those guys. You have to win if you sign those guys. And also you get long term. It really hurts the team if you don't. But the thing about it is. See Chicago Blackhawks. But at the same time. Boy, is it hard to ask a guy to say, you know, hey, take a big discount when you're playing for $4.5 million right now. Right he, now. he already took the discount He's for taking five the discount. Years. He's earned his money. And as far right. as I'm concerned, in the immortal words of Tommy K- or, uh, Teddy KGB from Rounders, <laughs> pay that man <laughs> his money. Because, good Lord, he's earning every cent yeah, right he, now. He is a great this player. is the most dominant I have ever seen Roman Yossi play. And a lot of it can be attributed to the play of Ryan Ellis, who has similarly been on an absolutely horrid space to start the season and i'll be honest when you look at that top d pair i mean i don't know if there is a top d pair in this league that is playing as well as roman yossi and and ryan ellis right now and ellis you can you can see he is finally fully healthy again you can see it in his game and it's been what almost two years for ryan ellis i mean and and the kicker is is ryan on half speed is better than a lot of defensemen (laughs) At full, well, but know, now you're seeing him unleashed. Yeah, well, he's he's finally, like you say, he's finally healthy. And there's another person on this team that's finally healthy, and he's playing great too. And that's Turris. Yes, I mean, all last year he was everybody maligned him and and criticized him for all the the bad plays he made and the and the non the non efforts that looked like the guy just wasn't healthy yet. He had two or three separate injuries through the year. He came back. He tried to play hard. He he was way behind. He was like a like you say a bus instead of a train. 
and you're just you're just slugging yeah. along, and you can't get your, your confidence back. He is playing great hockey right now for the Predators. Before we talk about Kyle Turris, and as you know, one of the leaders of the Kyle Turris was right tour, um, I <laughs> I do want to say about Roman Yossi and Ryan Ellis, pretty a fun stat for them. They became the first teammate defenseman to each record 13 plus points through 11 games in a season since 92-93. And that and who that, was that? Phil Housley and Frederick Allison with Winnipeg. Boy, that doesn't. Good company to be in. That's, that's a real good company to be in. But well, Kyle Terrace, number eight. If Duchesne, if Duchesne and Forsberg are out for very long, uh, Yossi and uh, and uh, Ellis will be our leading two scorers. In, uh, <laughs> Wouldn't well, shock me. And, 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 and this is, but here's where I think when you look at the depth of this team, I mean, honestly, any team would struggle when you lose a Matt Duchesne, and a Philip Forsberg for any stretch of time. Anything okay. would be decimated. Those are two of your best players. I mean, but we, he, the interesting piece is now is that you still have to deal with Johansson, Arvidsson. Yarncroak is playing, you know, out of it. He's, he's definitely earning his top six minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. Turris is playing well. Granlund is playing well. I mean, well, this, did you see the lines Peter had the end of the game the other night? He had Turris on left wing with uh, Benino and and uh, he, had, he, had, he had a mixed match. Oh, he was in a blender, yeah. He, had a he was a mad scientist, yeah. And, and I will tell you, Yossi and Ellis are our leading scorers right now. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Yep. But, the, you know, like he said, he had the blender going. But the blender works when you have that much depth and everybody's got a good two or, good, two or three good players on their lines. And they're all working hard and they're all doing the job they did. And they were going to win that game for, for UC Soros. So it took them the last second of the, of the game to do it. And they finally got it done. And, and that's okay. And that's something to also, you know, again, we, we, we kind of went to the scoring. But I will tell you, through two periods, that, you know, the best defensive effort we had seen. And that effort did not go away in the third period when they were pushing offensively. Uh, I really was impressed with this team for the first time this year, from a defensive perspective, their positioning was good. Their their breakouts were really, really good. I mean, this was a team that looked like they should be a Central Division favorite, uh, you know, in that game on Saturday night. There's no question in my mind on that. So we are up against a break. We're going to be ta- going down on the farm in our next segment, talking to Aaron Sims, the voice of the Milwaukee Admirals. But first, I do want to tell you about our good friends, at Hermitage Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. They have been with us since day one of the show. The premier sponsor of Slapshot Radio, Drs. Jane Bacon and Aileen Kruger. I'll tell you what, they do a great job taking care of all your dental needs. It's such a comfortable environment over at Hermitage Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. They've got all the latest in dental technology, HDTVs in every room. They have the NFL, NHL network on every time I come in. I mean, it's a lot of fun. They're a great staff, and they're all Pred fans. Check out their website at webrightensmiles.com or call them for an appointment at 615-872-7762. That's 615-872-7762. Hermitage Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. We brighten smiles. Yes, indeed. We're going down on the farm one more time with uh, one of our favorite guests here on Slapshot Radio. I'm Paul McCann. We've got a former NHL coach and player Brent Peterson with us, the host of the Predators Watch Party, Zach McCann with you. And we have the voice of the Milwaukee Admirals as we go down on the farm. Check out how the baby Preds are doing. The one and only Aaron Sims. Aaron, thanks so much for joining us tonight on Slapshot Radio. It is my pleasure. Great to talk to all of you. So, Aaron, um, you know, interesting that we've had two call-ups 
Neither one of them have been named Tolvanen or Pitlick. And I th- that, think that kind of surprised folks a little bit, especially la- uh, especially with uh, Richard being called up for Saturday night's game against Tampa Bay. Uh, any yeah. reasoning behind that? Uh, well, primarily the first one with Yakov Trenin, he was the most deserving. Um, not only were his numbers the best on the team, five points in the first three games, but he had been playing physically and getting to the front of the net and he'd been doing everything that that he, they want him to do you know he's he's a bigger guy he has been here now this is his third full season although as you know his his last couple of years in the Quebec major league he had some devastating injuries he had a major injury his first year with the admirals so it's kind of his second year really uh getting going and he kind of at the end of last season broke out a bit um, and then he, uh, he's been great at the beginning of this season, just great. Uh, and, and Richard, the same thing, Richard's speed is, is world-class and uh, he is a guy that has been, uh, that has been trying to get some chances and, and doing things like that. So he's playing uh, the right way mostly too. Uh, Tolvanen has been a guy who, uh, we all still have high hopes for him, obviously, but it hasn't been working for him so far, um. Uh, the, the although I will say this, the numbers aren't there with Tolvin, and that's what everybody's going to look at, right? Everybody's going to look to see if he's a point-of-game player or has the Admirals have played eight games, wondering why he doesn't have four or five goals now or power play goals, all of that. That's what they'll look at Tolvin. But Ellie has, and Carl Taylor, talked, the Admirals head coach, talked about this last year. Ellie worked on his game away from the puck, and this year we see a lot of him uh, back-checking hard. We've seen that. We've seen him use his body and kind of do those reverse Forsberg hits here and there uh, in the offensive zone. So uh, he is a guy that, that is still, quite honestly, rounding into his game. And Rem Pitlick is a guy that um, that that is green. He's, he's new to the pro game. Yes, he played one game in the NHL last season and had a fine camp, but it's a different thing. And I mean, Coach, you can, you can talk to this better than I can, I think, but, uh, you know, part of me wonders – the difference between playing at the American League level where it's a little more scattered as opposed to the NHL level. Would they be better NHL candidates right now because the NHL game is more orderly and all of that? You understand what I'm what I'm asking? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Down there, it's all over the place and everybody's going for themselves at times and there's not really a, a real com- complete team effort involved in everything that goes on and, and that there's always a forechecker in your face or there's always too much room or there's there's always something different, but NHL, everybody has to know where they have to be. They have to be at certain spots, and they have to be defensively. And then offensively, your, your talent just takes over offensively. You're two-on-one people, and you, you use your speed, and you beat people, and you, and you certainly have to know how to play both ways. But I know exactly what you mean. We've had guys that could play at the American League level, light it up down there, and come up and not, not even get a sniff and play on good lines. And then we've had other players that have been terrible and, in Milwaukee and call them up, and, there's, and they, they make their hay – in one one or two games, and then they're there forever, or they come right. go up and down. So it can happen either way, and I know exactly what you're talking about. So That's the thing I'm wondering with mostly with Tolvin and guys is I wonder if and, and listen, he's been playing with Daniel Carr, who was the league MVP last year, and Freddie Gaudreau, who is at this level a fantastic player. So he's he. It's not like he hasn't been playing with right. really good American League players. I mean, top five percentile American League players is who he's been playing with. So. Uh, I just I just wonder sometimes would he be better off getting that shot and playing 
14, 15 minutes a night um, without him being, not that he's been bad, mind you, but he hasn't been the best player at the American League level so far this season. We're on the line with the voice of the Milwaukee Admirals, Aaron Sims, right here on Slapshot Radio on ESPN 1025 The Game. Zach? Aaron, a player who I've certainly been interested in keeping an eye on is Jeremy Davies. How has he looked yep. in the AHL so far? He he has had uh, a good start to his career for the most part. Um, he's taken a couple penalties here and there, but I think it's just getting used to the speed of the pro game. As you know, they've been the hooking infractions and things like that. Um, I think it's just getting used to the speed of the game. But that kid is poised. He handles the puck extremely well. He makes the pass. Uh, and then at the beginning, he was running the power play. Last couple of games, that hasn't necessarily been the case. Um, uh, Alex Carrier has kind of moved back into a spot. Matt Donovan has moved into a spot. Davies is spotting in there, but uh, but not like he was in the first three, four games. That being said, uh, you, you see the head is there, and you see um, the smarts and, and everything you need. And he, I, he's going to be... He's going to be a good player. There's not there's not much to not like right now with him. I was really actually was really impressed with him because I love the Sunday afternoon uh, NHL Network AHL right. game where uh, it, the Chicago Milwaukee game was on last Sunday, and I, I have to admit, I mean, Davey scored a heck of a goal in that game, um, and it was uh, it, it was fun to watch him. He looks like a prototypical Nashville defenseman. Good, uh, good positionally, but never afraid to, to to pinch up and get into the offensive play. Yeah, I you're, I think you're right. You're 100 percent right. And they're playing him with uh, early on. They've been playing him with Steven Santini, who coincidentally was the other piece in that of the players anyway in that PK Subban trade. Right. And Santini's a little more defensive minded, and that frees up Jeremy Davies to to be the offensive player he was. I mean, two years ago he's a first team All American. Last year he was a second team All American. Um, the kid, the kid knows how to play. He's a heady kid. Uh, he's yeah. And you're right. What you said about his goal. I mean, the, it was a, it was a good goal. It was a good take. Um, Carl Taylor likes to play not unlike Nashville. Carl Taylor likes to get everybody up and involved in the play. And he likes to shoot off the rush and he likes to, to do all of these things fast, fast, fast. And, and Davies is a guy that certainly fits into what the American League team is doing and, and hopefully, like you said, what the NHL team is doing. So, so with Milwaukee Admirals voice, Aaron Sims with us on Slapshot Radio. Coach. Uh, Aaron, I just wondered, here's the one. Uh, how's Tenorti doing? I, he's the opposite of what you know everybody else is in the, in the organization. I just wondered if he was – is he ever going to have the skill level to play at this – skill set to play at the NHL level, do you think? I'd love to say so. Uh, he has been out this last week. He's been suspended three games. Um, last Saturday, the uh, Admirals were involved in a in a skirmish, and uh, a guy came out of the penalty box to fight Tenorti. Uh, after the after he had already been in the penalty box to fight, he went and sat down and got back up and fought. So uh, that guy, AJ Greer, who's played a little bit with the Avalanche, he had a six game suspension, and Jared is just finishing up a three game suspension. He'll be ready to go for the Admirals uh, tomorrow night. He's supposed to be back in our lineup. So uh, I'd, I'd love to say so. You know, I think people have said, and they probably, and you've probably witnessed his. They tell me his straight line speed is fantastic. Uh, he certainly has the size. He has the toughness. Uh, the question is, just get the puck and, and move it out as quickly as possible. Um, I don't know where he fits in right now with Nashville when you have Hughes and and Irwin and, and, and Weber and those guys. I mean, I, I'd like to think that he could fit in. I mean, he's a former first-round pick. Um, 
he's he he I think he's I think he's a really really good player and and I would love to say that he would factor in somewhere for Nashville um but as we know you got to move the puck really well and and he does that for the most part and he can skate really well too so uh, for I'm not really giving you an answer here. I understand, Coach, but uh, but I would like to think that he could be there. Well, when you're looking at this team, this uh, Milwaukee team, the the Central Division uh, in the AHL is just tighter than a tick right now. I mean, yeah. the uh, difference between number six and uh, and number one in the division just four points. Milwaukee tied for uh, t- tied for the four spot with the Chicago Wolves. Um, it looks like the Iowa Wild though have jumped out to be the early favorites. So in the in the central, they've done a good job to start things off. There's no doubt about that. Uh, they they're a team. Uh, Gabriel Dumont is a guy who has played a little bit in the NHL. He's got about 500 games in the American League, so they have a good veteran there. They have some good young defensemen on that team, like Louis Belpedio and Brennan Manel. Uh, it's a it's all prospects for the Wild, and they're starting to get some draft picks. I mean, for years there was a dearth of prospects for for that organization because Minnesota had traded them all to try to go for it in the playoffs and, and it hasn't worked for the big club and then they're out without first second third round picks year in and year out so they're starting to get a couple of those picks in and starting to uh, to groom these guys and and they have a really good detailed coach tim army has been around a long time he's coached at the collegiate level and and in the nhl and and in the america he's been all over the place and so yeah, that Iowa team is off to a good start. They've had they've had the Admirals number over the last couple of seasons, including in the playoffs last year. And um, I know the Admirals would would love to to get back into it. But like you said, it's tight. Last year the Admirals were with 14 games to go. The Admirals went 11-0-3 down the stretch. Uh, they went from sixth place to second place in in that span, and yep. they needed every one of those points. And they ended up beating. Uh, third place uh, Grand Rapids, or excuse me, third place Iowa and fourth place Grand Rapids both had 87 points. The Admirals had 88. So uh, it's uh, it, it's going to be tight. We anticipate it'll be tight all season long. Always nice to have you on, Aaron. We are up against a break, but we appreciate you keeping us up to speed on what's going on in Milwaukee. Thanks so much, and uh, good luck going forward. And we'll have you on again real soon. I really appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. It is Aaron Sims, the voice of the Milwaukee Admirals, as we go down on the farm on Slapshot Radio. I do want to tell you about Cool Springs Wine and Spirits. Oh, man, they are the largest wines and spirits retailer in Middle Tennessee. Dedicated to offering the best selection, knowledgeable staff, and the most competitive pricing in town. As a matter of fact, if you find a lower advertised price... Cool Springs Wines and Spirits will match it. Cool Springs Wines and Spirits, the only choice for your beverage needs. Located at 1935 Mallory Lane, right next to Academy Sports. And believe me, they're worth the trip. The best prices, best service, free delivery on bulk orders. Not a better choice than Cool Springs Wines and Spirits. Give them a call at 615-771-7436 or check them out online at coolspringswines.com. Reimagine what a wine and spirit store should be. Cool Springs Wines and Spirits. Back here on Slapshot Radio on ESPN 102.5 The Game. Paul McCann, Zach McCann, the coach, Brent Peterson with you. And I do want to talk to you about one of the newer members of the Slapshot Radio family. It's Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. You know, you've heard the Lazy Boy name for as long as you can remember. Lazy Boy is known the world over for reinventing the recliner more than 90 years ago. But Lazy Boy is much more than one iconic product. From upholstered sofas, love seats, chairs, ottomans, solid wood bedrooms, dining room sets, 
Lazy Boy is passionate about bringing comfort and quality to every room of your home. And I just learned this over the summer. Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries is a local family-owned franchise. I love supporting my neighbors by shopping locally owned. And not only are the stores locally owned, most of Lazy Boy's products are built right here in Tennessee. Locally owned, locally built. Gosh, you can't beat that. There's no other furniture choice in Middle Tennessee than Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. And besides, they're big Pred fans too. And I watch almost every Predators away game from the comfort of my Lazy Boy. Three Middle Tennessee locations, Cool Springs, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro. Go see my friends at Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries, and you tell them you heard about it on Slapshot Radio. Well, boys, we've got three big games tonight. Th- this tonight, <laughs> Three big games this week. That'd be funny, a triple header on one night. Let's do it. Um, tomorrow night, back home, the Chicago Blackhawks in town. And um, this has got yeah. trap, trap, written trap all over. game written all over. Over it. Yeah, we just beat we be, just beat Tampa Bay, and now we're going to play Chicago, who is dead last in, in the West Western Conference. Is that a trap game or what? <sighs> I, mean, I hope our teams learn from their mistakes in the past. I hope, but honestly, like, and you know me, hey, <laughs> just last week at the same bat time, the same bat channel, I was saying this team keeps playing down to their opponents, and then this week they took care of business. That's yes. right. This past week, even though they didn't play great against Minnesota, Pekka was good. Six mm-hmm. one uh, against the uh, the Ducks. That, and then into Tampa Bay and winning in Tampa Bay, that's per, three pretty good wins. But let's be honest. Of those three teams, I think Anaheim is fool's gold right now. That's just early good returns on them. I'm not a big believer in them, even though I love John Gibson. Minnesota, clearly not very good. Those are two teams you should be beating, and they came in there and they beat them, and they beat them handily. While I don't think this team necessarily has that issue solved, because, you know, 82 games in a season, it's going to happen from time to time. If you can't get up for the Chicago Blackhawks, a team that has tormented you for years that you broke a few years ago, what else can you get up for? These teams don't like each other, you know? And, I mean, Chicago is not exactly on what you would call a roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, you know, shut out by Carolina. Uh, beaten by the Philadelphia Flyers, beaten in a shootout by the Vegas Golden Knights, beaten by the Washington Capitals, uh, you know, beaten, uh, you know, basically, I think uh, you know, this is a team that... I don't know what idiot said that they have a chance at the playoffs. But, I don't uh, know boy, either, but, but I think his name uh, <laughs> rhymes with uh, Yak. Oh, anyway. no, not Jack. I hate that guy. Uh, but no, you look at the Chicago team, while the goals are not coming right now, they are still very dangerous. Anytime you have players like Alex DeBrincat and Patrick Kane on the ice, they are positively lethal. Though the interesting thing right now is Sunday's game, Brent Seabrook, healthy scratch. Well, he he's lost a step. He's lost probably Eight all his step. steps. Yeah, <laughs> and he just he just can't keep up anymore. The, the speed is it's such a speedy, speedy league now, and he just can't keep up. And he nope. people all over him. He can't get the puck out. He can't. He has to shoot off the glass, and he just they just can't play him anymore. And they have younger guys that are, are ready to move into his spot, and they can't do it because of the contract and all the situation there. So it's just a tough situation. And if you're looking from their side of it, they're going. We just we just Washington, Vegas, uh, Nashville, they had, they had a tough schedule in the last two weeks and going going forward, but they better start winning some games or they're going to be out of it real fast. Um, okay. I think they're already out of it. Uh, but they I could think- very well. I mean, look, I'm a I'm a believer in the fa- in the American Thanksgiving rule. I really am, and I mean, okay, we all know St. Louis blew that one out of the water last year, but. They were the only playoff team that weren't in playoff position at Thanksgiving last year. So when you look at that, I mean, there are players. If you talk to Elliot Friedman, his belief is November 1st. Yeah. 
Really? He and doesn't the, know anything about hockey. What yeah, does he know? But the interesting yeah, piece is if you look at the stats. It makes it checks out. It checks out. Yeah, I, it's I think scary. January first is more of a time, but I guess that's a week only a week later nowadays. Yeah. Well, but, but when you look at it, I mean, seriously, who's in playoff position at what point? I mean, look at this point, most everybody is eight, nine, ten games in right now. You got a pretty good idea ten games in what you got. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. coach, I, am I uh, you know, I you're, mean, you're right. So you got a pretty good idea ten games in, and by the finish of this, uh, by the finish of this week, the Predators will have twelve in. So I think this are oh, 13, actually. So wh- when you look at this, I mean, you look at this Chicago team, I mean, the leading scorer, Patrick Kane, obviously. I mean, but then you're looking at, you know, Saad, DeBrinkett, Nylander, Strom, Gustafson, Shaw. What name is missing from this? Kuba- uh, Kubalik, Carpenter, Kajula. Those are all players that have scored more points than their captain. You know, I hate to say it. But sometimes it just happens like that. It looks like Taves might be done. I, I don't think he's done, but he's he's certainly gone downhill a long ways compared I mean, to what the other guys. I mean, yeah, Kane's, not Kane's done, kept... but last year you had a career year out of him, and that kind of felt like the bright light before the flat line. Uh, it could very well be. Who knows? But that's one player I don't want to. Yeah, I apologize for confirming he's going to score a hat trick tomorrow exactly. night. My bad. Um, um, you, but, are, you are bad. But, <laughs> but, but I mean, you, you look at this team and, and it was supposed to be, well, as long as Corey Crawford's in there, this team's going to be okay. Well, Robert Leonard has better has better stats. And none of them are particularly good. I mean, uh, well, Leonard. I mean, I'll, I'll take a I'll take a nine twenty two save percentage. Yeah. I'll take that. But if you look at, at Crawford, I mean, you know, you're you're looking at someone that is you know one and four. You're looking at someone with a three point six seven goals against and a point eight eight save percentage. I mean, that's not normal, Cor- Corey Crawford, right oh, there. It's not good enough for to to win in this league, and, and it's not even good enough to make the playoffs at all. So. Uh, Lerner's certainly been better because he had Mitch last year, of course. Yeah, and we have to we have to always plug Mitch every once. Of in a course, while. you have to. It's a law. <laughs> Makes sense. Contract. Well, so, you know, if he's again those children of the corn. Yes. While they are with Mitch Corn, and I believe I said this in the preview show. I mean, you know, it takes some time to have to readjust to another goaltender coach. Exactly. And I mean, you know, Mitch with his white pucks and his, you know, and, and all of the different things that he does to make a goaltender better. Yeah. And that's, I mean, again, like goaltending, sure, you look at that and it's not fantastic in Chicago, even with Robin Leonard playing some all right hockey. But again, the key to this Blackhawks team right now is league average is 33 goals right now. They've scored 20. Right. And You're with, right on. and with, and I'm sorry. It's a healthy roster. You got to score. But no. with Taves, mm-hmm. with Kane, with DeBrinkett. Yeah. With Dylan Strom. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not a team that uh, doesn't have firepower. And it has, and they have some experience, too. They're not just rookies, all rookies. So they have some guys that have one year under their belt, but they still need, they still haven't got that one guy like Taze and Kane used to take them over the edge. Kane and Saad put together have the same amount of points of Ryan Ellis and Roman Yossi. Uh, okay. You know, Either so, one, that is. Like, again, they have 13 points, and you all have Kane and Taze. Kane and Saad together well, have 13 you, points. In this league, you have to score goals. Yeah. You have to play decent defense. Yep. And if you if you have a great goaltender, and that's why you said Anaheim, you don't, you're not so key up on Anaheim. Anaheim is doing it with Gibson. He looked terrible the night he was in there, but every every indication was before and after. too dry. Yeah, he had <laughs> I mean, no help. But but every, every before that, he had put up great numbers before mm-hmm. that. So. Yeah. 
Uh, he he had gotten them to the point where they're they're playing pretty good, and they don't have a great offensive team. But man, uh, Anaheim Ducks. No, you know the game that scares me though, Calgary. Yep, appropriate on Halloween night. Which boy, did you guys get a chance to see any of that Heritage Classic on Saturday night? Great game. That yeah. was, it was a great I game. Mean, I mean, a great looking game. Had, the snow, globe, had the snow globe effect. It was going. in Regina, right? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. in Regina. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's where. A ta- beautiful stadium. Yeah, I mean, and it was. It was just a winter wonderland mm-hmm. in there. I mean, it was a lot of fun that to was watch. One of the Saturday most night. fun ones I've had to watch the outdoor game since the original Winter Classic. And like, and and what's funny is that 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 first that Calgary goal. I'm sorry, uh, I don't know what what replay the ref was looking at. That was stick down with a high stick. Well, they yeah, didn't have, they didn't have it set up because they couldn't get all the channels together. They challenged it for offside, though, right? No, they challenged it for a high stick. Well, they got the penalty afterwards, so that would mean offside. I'm confused, but yeah. Oh, you're, no, you're yeah. right. They may have. Yeah, they challenged I, it I for offside. Chall- I would have challenged it for high stick because it, it was above his shoulders, for heaven's sake. I sakes. don't know if you can challenge for a high stick. I want to say you can only challenge for either interference mm-hmm. or for offside. Right. You may be right, but it's just that, that goal, honestly, I look at that and go, okay, it's still a, it, it should have been a nothing nothing game going yep. into the room. And you know, we asked Calgary for one thing, and yep. they just can't handle it yeah, for they us. Had one, you know? They had one job, exactly. For but uh, Calgary basically that started a nice little road trip for them because uh, they go from you know that that's funny because that was the first neutral site game for the NHL in in a long long time. Hmm. I mean, there wasn't a home team last night. That no. was an officially a neutral site game. And I guess Regina is what halfway between Calgary and Winnipeg, uh, approximately. Okay, so and you can watch your dog run away up there and do all those kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh, no, the, the the it was absolutely a beautiful spectacle. Yeah, it was fun to watch. I mean, you know, the snow coming down, and all the snow of on that. the ice. It was it was the, perfect. It was great. It yeah. really was. It, it, it you know. That's the thing I love about the outdoor games. I really do because those are the things that just kind of kind of give that to you. So you know what? Uh, we, we've just uh, we got up against a break again here on Slapshot Radio. Hey, don't forget, I do want to tell you about Carter Church from Whitecart Realtors, the Andrews Group. You know, Carter is just a great guy all around, Navy vet. And I'm telling you, he has the marketing experience you need to get your home sold in this fast-paced market. Call Carter today at 615-429-2044. That's 615-429-2044. Carter Church with Whitecart Realtors, the Andrews Group. He's your real estate professional if you're buying or if you're selling in this fast-paced market. Call Carter today at 615-429-2044. Back here on Slapshot Radio on ESPN 1025, the game. Big week in Smashville. And we kind of, the break kind of broke things up. We talked a little bit about the, uh, the, the Tim Hortons classic, uh, you know, on Saturday night. Really good look there. But let's talk a little bit about the Calgary Flames coming in on Halloween. Um, Zach, this Calgary team, um, I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest Calgary fan when it comes to it, but I was fairly impressed with their performance, even though they only had one job and they couldn't take care of it. Yeah, absolutely. This team is very, very interesting, and it's hard to say that about a team that most people don't even think about, really. I mean, can you remember a more quiet division winner than the Calgary Flames last year? Kind of hard to think of. But the play of one player in particular just – 
real grit and sandpaper guy. Matt Tuchuk is a pest with the skill to back it up. Yep. And he's just like his old sounds man. Like was. Say, <laughs> sounds like his old man, that's for sure. Like, have you guys seen any of these Kings Flames games? Because they're appointment viewing right now. The Tuchuk Dowdy rivalry is absolutely incredible. Well, you look at you look at what Kachuk is doing. I mean, and look, he's playing, you know, he, he's done the full heel turn. Mm-hmm. He's got the pest roll down like you would not believe and is not afraid to go toe to toe with a Drew Doughty. And you can see, I, I mean, I won't say he's living rent free inside of Drew Doughty's head, but he's certainly under his skin. It's well, a, he's, he's on the first line and, and he's, when you're on the first line and you're a pest, that's a real double, double whammy. But <laughs> because, you know, usually the pest is like Avery, who's down the lineup a little bit and maybe the fourth line and he gets out there once in a while and he, you know, he gives you the old, Shadow the goal where the puck is and all that, but he's on the first line with Gaudreau and, and Monaghan, and that's a good line, and, and he just makes them even better because the other teams want to kill you when you get on the ice. They just they go crazy when he gets going. It begs the question for me, is this the new enforcer in the NHL? Your prototypical under-the-skin pest who still has the skill to back it up. Is this the guy who's going to just, you know, drive other teams nuts and make them pay for it on the score sheet? Marshan from yeah. Boston. Yeah, it's true. Arvidsson from Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say Forsberg more than Forsberg Arvidsson. Too. Yeah. Forsberg too. What about Grimaldi? Well, I mean, and I, I mean, and I'm sorry. I think we've seen it out of uh, out of Joey as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, with the, with the, with the battle between him and Kessler. I mean, it, it has been interesting to watch how different players try, try to gain an advantage. I mean, heck, we saw it two years ago in the Stanley Cup Final. I mean, for the first couple of games of that Pittsburgh series, Subban was under Crosby's skin. And then, you know, Crosby got over it eventually, finally figured it out that he was being played. But it was amazing to watch. So, yeah, I think you may have a good point, Zach, that it may be the new disturber is one that can also, you know, pot 20. Mm -hmm. Because you look at at the the skill set from Matt Kachuk, and that kid can flat out play. I mean, and then it's the usual suspects for the Flames. You look at Johnny Gaudreau, who is still just one of the most fantastically underrated players in this league. Just an excellent guy with great hands. Mark Giordano, I mean, nor- guy who I believe he won the Norris, right? Hasn't he? Last I year. Mean, yeah. yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, sure, yeah. you know, I got to stop drinking before these. So <laughs> you look at players like him, and I mean, this team is really loaded, but the questions, again, are with goaltending and net with them. Is David Riddich the guy? Is Cam Talbot the guy? So far. They've been okay, but they had the same numbers almost. You have a 909 save percentage for Riddich, 908 for Talbot, 2.9 goals against for Riddich, and then 2.4 for Talbot. So the, neither one of them is really resting that starter's position, even though Riddich has been getting the lion's share of the starts. I, I'm, I happen to be. I think that, uh, you know, I think Edmondson gave up a little bit too soon on a Cam Talbot. Is I, I do believe that the, that he has the capability and has shown the capability to think, be a solid NHL goaltender. Personally, I think Edmonton ruined Cam Talbot. They rode him into the ground, and he hasn't been that se- the same since that 70-game season that he had. You can do that to a goaltender. So. And he had a good playoff, too. So he, yeah, he did. And then and he never never recovered from that. And he, he's just been a— Heck, I, re- I, remember how, I remember him almost stealing one— um, for the University of Alabama Huntsville against you know uh, uh, Minnesota in you know when they played one at the uh, at the bridge for heaven's sakes I mean so this kid's been a good goaltender for a long time um, and I think that you know with the right goaltending coach and with the right support 
I think this guy could be back there again. So Calgary has serviceable goaltending, and I think we've seen over and over again, serviceable goaltending will get you, get, it will get you places. Sure. You don't need an absolute superstar in between. That's what Chicago's believed forever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and and it's kind of worked for them up until now. And then you look at uh, you look at Saturday's game, afternoon game before the uh, before vacating Bridgestone Arena for a couple of weeks is uh, the New York Rangers coming to town. And um, man, I think a lot of people oversold these New York Rangers because as we look right now, they are you know towards the bottom of the Eastern Conference. I mean, they're, you know, what? They're only five points out, but there is also four, four, uh, you know, four teams over them. This Rangers team at three, four, and one, a lot more was expected out of this team, Zach. Yeah, you know, you look at this team, and they kind of seem like that classic case of winning the offseason, and it doesn't really translate so far. I mean, you look at players like Artemi Panarin. He's got the same amount of goals as Philip Forsberg for $5 million a year more. And you look at what he's doing right now, and he's been good. And Mika Zibanejad also has been excellent. But the depth on this team is what's killing them right now. I was just going to say they don't have enough after that. After you just mentioned those two guys, you mm-hmm. don't, they don't have enough after that. And they don't have any, any star defensemen to carry them. Well, like I we mean, do. I think, you know, to be fair, I think Jacob Troop is off to a pretty good start. I mean, he's on a you know he's on the positive side. You know, but our on, support, our support for our players come from Yossi and 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 correct. Ellis. That's correct. A, that's a lot well, better than what they have. Um, yeah. That's why we're near the top of the Central <laughs> Division. They're near the bottom. Well, the and I mean, there's also <laughs> been there's been word that you know Chris Kreider may be on the on, on you know on the trading block. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been word of a few others that might be there, but yeah, this is a team that is um, not exactly getting where they need to be. And uh, even though they're getting half decent goaltending out of out of Henrik Lundqvist, you know the thing is Alexander Georgiev has been outplaying Lundqvist. I don't disagree with that. He's got uh, you know the save percentages are fairly similar. The goals against is where the difference comes in between those two players. And uh, look, Lundqvist is thirty eight. Uh, Something like that, thirty-seven, thirty-eight. He maybe I think he's a year older than Pekka. Yeah, he's a year older than Pekka. Thirty-seven. Okay. Um, so when you look at you know what. Henrik Lundqvist has been doing. I mean, it's a shame that they wasted most of his best years with a team that just didn't have it. But, but coach, I mean, playing in New York, I mean, you know, the joke being, you know, that it's a, it is an original six, but the, you know, but the joke being that there are 30,000 Ranger fans in New York and, you know, 18,000 of them show up at the garden every night. Um, This is a team that I think had much higher expectations in a in a market that's all of a sudden like you know craving a winner. Oh, exactly, and uh, like uh, the Rangers are, you know, only, you have to be a special kind of player to play in there and, and and take the heat and uh, of all the newspapers and all the different media outlets that, that they just like Kreider. He was a heck of a player a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and and I watched him the other night, and I don't, I didn't notice him. I, I didn't even notice how he was out there, and he he never he never went with speed like he used to do. He used to, and and those kind of, and he's I'm sure he's gotten uh, the uh, media and and, and and the Rangers just absolutely yeah. on top of him all the time, and he can't he, he can't handle that. That's, a lot of players can't tough. handle it. It's tough. But there's uh, Zabanajad and and I, I bet Panarin's having a tough time handling it right now too because he goes from Columbus with one guy reporting on it to the to the New York Rangers. I know you get the big money with him, but mm-hmm. sometimes you, you you get what you ask for. Yeah. Well, and again, I think the big money would have been available in Florida. 
Yeah, exactly. And 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 again, without that, you know, you you have to wonder. More money was available in Columbus. Well, you have to <laughs> you have to wonder when the when some of the players kind of look at it and go, yeah, I know, I can if I can get eight million and have to deal with New York or Toronto or Montreal versus going to you know getting getting eight million and 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 dealing with the media in Colorado or Dallas or or um you or know not, or Florida or not Tampa. only the media, but that's you save five or ten percent money on your on your money. I, Going to Florida, no right. tax, no income tax. You go to New York, it's twenty percent everywhere you go. You just get blown out of the water with the taxes. So, how many times yeah. do you think Roman Yossi's agent has heard that? Uh, every time that David's <laughs> been in, in earshot of him. Hi, David Poyle, this goes to Texas, Tennessee. May I help you? Uh, yes, I, I, I see that completely. And again, and, and we joke about this, of course, but I, mm-hmm. I mean, look, I don't think we're going to see another. Um, you know Ryan Suter oh, no. um, situation no. here. I don't, um, but you know, but again, you never know. True. I mean, uh, you know, would would you like to see the situation resolve sooner rather than later? Yep. Absolutely, because I think this is one thing that's just going to grow as the year goes on. And it will. You got to think the more that Roman's you know play continues at this torrid pace, that his agents are like, you know, we can talk about it later. It's okay, you know. Uh, um, <laughs> you know what? If I'm his agent, I may do be doing that exact same thing. You're right. Well, there we go. Another hour has gone by here, and we like to thank you for joining us on Slapshot Radio. We're back next Monday night at eight p.m. A big thank you to our guest Aaron Sims, the voice of the Milwaukee Admirals, and a big thank you to our sponsors, Hermitage Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Carter Church from Whitecart Realtors, the Andrews Group, your real estate agent in Murfreesboro. Cool Springs Wines and Spirits on Moores Lane in Cool Springs, the largest wine and spirit store in Middle Tennessee. And Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries, three locally owned Middle Tennessee locations. When you visit one of our sponsors, please make sure you tell them you heard about them on Slapshot Radio and thank them for their support. For our producer, Elijah, our co-hosts, Brett Peterson and Zach McCann, I'm Paul McCann saying good night and good hockey.